I had it in backwards like a fucking moron. Hold on. We're we're hot. We just got to get... Uh, there we go. Hello. There we go. There it is. Wait, maybe Dylan can edit that out. Or not. Leave <laughs> it. Fuck. I don't care. Dylan's here. I'll have fun with it. Yeah. Um, episode 1414 of the Dude, I Love That Song podcast. We're a little cramped in here because I had to, I had to pu- pull my car in. No, like, we're huddled together like the Donner Party, like... Dylan, you're the fattest. You're going my, down first. Yeah, I'm going first. <laughs> Got my eyes on some nice thigh meat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm be well. I don't know. I might be fatter than you. I just wear it well. Yeah, it might sit a little better on you. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just uh, assuming because you're older. Um. Anyway, episode 14. Uh, I, uh, Danny, you were at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony last weekend. That's right. And I was like, you know what? That's a perfect episode. Let's talk about it. Um, so who all went in this year? I know we've talked about it before, but I forgot. Yeah. So it was Eminem. Uh-huh. Uh, Duran Duran, Pat Benatar, Judas Priest. Who else was in? Dolly, Dolly Parton. Parton. Dolly Parton. Yep. Hello, Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie. <laughs> and... Carly Simon. Carly Simon. Carly Simon. In the Eurythmics. In the Eurythmics. And then Judas Priest. Didn't they get some bullshit award? Well, so the the thing, the weird thing that the Rock Hall does is that they do a lot um, of weird things. I mean, they have some other side categories, right? So, so those that we named, those were like the main performers, right? That were being inducted. Like then the- they have musical excellence, which I think used to be like used to be like the side man category right like i think nigel rod or nile rogers right so they've changed that now to musical excellence and that's where it's weird so like last year that's where ll cool j got in Hmm. but like if you just watched the ceremony you wouldn't know that that was different from just any other performer right so is it (laughs) and so the reason they do that from what i understand is that like so like judas priest got in on that this year yeah and and the reason they do that is like if somebody keeps getting nominated multiple times, which they have a million which Judas times, Judas Priest has been eligible for years. You're eligible, and they've been nominated a bunch. Too. And they've been nominated a bunch, and you're eligible 25 years after your first the, recording, the first major label recording, isn't it? So, um, and I think what it indicates is that if they end up putting you in on this musical excellence, it usually indicates that you just weren't getting enough votes, and like. The but com- they believe the committee you be has sort of overridden that and just said, you know what, fuck it, we just got to get these guys in. Okay. Um, yeah. So Judas. Priest so it's was almost a higher award. Uh, yeah, almost. you could almost look at it that way. Yeah, I mean, like, look, you've been you've been nominated and have been made it in a bunch of times. Fuck that. You're you're putting exactly. You in. Yeah, we're making an executive decision and we're putting you in. And I think also it's a little saving face for the Rock Hall too because it's like, I, <laughs> I mean, if you look like Def Leppard's in the Rock Hall, right? Bon Jovi's in the Rock Hall. Like, you can't keep putting in, like, these 80s quote-unquote metal bands and have, like, Judas Priest sitting outside. Right. It looks ridiculous. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right? So I think for them it was like, we got to get Priest in, and then that's going to open up the doors for, like, Motorhead right. and, like, Made it, and yeah, and I think yeah. we'll get to maybe some of these others that you know we want to. Okay, because I, I, that's a way to see it. I've always thought of it as kind of like uh, sympathy, 
Like well, a I think it, I think it's a little of both for sure, but I think they're also being calculated in that like, like L, okay, so like a good example of that is like LL Cool J went in in that in that category last year, right? And then Eminem goes in in the main performer this year. There's no way Eminem could have gone in before LL Cool J. Of course, you know what I mean, right? But Eminem had although, the vote, but Eminem had the votes, yeah. So they had to like, they had to get LL Cool J in. Before they could get before in, before they get Eminem, Eminem in, or the whole like thing looks like a sham. Right, that ma- that makes sense. Yeah, because there is a lot of like, what the fuck, right. the Rock Hall. There always has been. Oh, for sure. And a lot of it before was uh, Jan Winter, mm-hmm. who I don't believe he's on any. He, I don't know if he's anything to do with it anymore. I I think he does, but I don't think he has any kind of pull anymore. Um. Yeah. In the voting act, because he's been a douchebag. He he like he's a music snob. He hates like mm-hmm. all the eighties rock. Yeah, but he's also like such a documented feud with like Kiss. Yeah, big. Yeah. He and he's such an uber liberal that he won't put in people who p- disagree with him politically, sure. like it or not. Ted Nugent should probably be in there. Trust me, no one thinks Ted's a bigger douche than I am, but he'll never get in, right? Because for that reason, yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, this year's this year was a year that I was like didn't really have a problem with any of them. The only one I had a problem with was kind of Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. For for, and everybody's like, "What the fuck, Dolly?" Yeah, and I get it. I dude, I fucking love Dolly Parton, but she she's never even ventured into the rock world. Yeah, like Johnny Cash was a little rockabilly, a little in. I just don't get why she's there. I love Dolly. Everything about Dolly's awesome, but I'm not sure why she's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, and I think, I can't remember if it was the speech that Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis gave, that, so they were also in that musical excellence category. Obviously not performers, right. but, um, uh, well, they were with the time, but they were being nominated for their production work. But, um I can't remember if it was their speech or Lionel Richie's or both, but like they gave a really, someone gave a really good speech about, um, about that topic, right? About like, what is rock and roll? Maybe actually, maybe now it was Rob Halford just about how inclusive rock and roll is and like what the spirit of it really means. And it's not really, it's not necessarily rock and roll as white kids in suburban have co-opted what rock and roll was like in the 60s and 70s like if you think about like really like the roots of rock and roll it was like country and bluegrass and like r&b and i think like the broad definition that the rock hall goes with is that it's like it's an attitude it's like it's the music of young young people young people like rebellion lifestyle i i get it which you could still question dolly parton doesn't fit that category but and that's the thing, because like hip hop and rap has been in the in the in the mm-hmm. rock hall forever, and I and I never really had a problem with that because to me that's also a it spawned from rock and roll. Mm-hmm. It spawned from like you know, and that is modern day youth culture is hip hop and rap. Of of course, it's if they didn't start rock. including that in thirty years, they would be running out of people to nominate because rock bands in in the in the mainstream world are. Yeah. Um, the yeah, the Dolly thing just was like, huh, okay, because even her even her attitude was never really rock and roll. Um, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. It could have been it could have been some way worse. I was just kind of like, that's 
Dolly? Well, yeah, I mean, again, and I don't have any problem with like country because I think there's a lot of influence in country music on like. But then, where does it become the music then, hall of fame? Yeah, and I think like. So what about like George Jones or like George Will, Jones Willie, was metal as fuck. Willie Nelson or you know so then. And maybe that's what the Rock Hall is thinking. Maybe they're like, yeah, well, maybe okay, now that we've got Dolly, like this opens up the floodgates. Fits an attitude. We need to get Waylon in there for sure. George yeah. Jones got a DUI on a tractor. Yeah, that's <laughs> fucking put him in. Half of Emory County would be put one in. of my favorite shirts I I own, but I'm too fat to wear it now. Is it just says George Jones and it shows a picture of a John Deere. Whenever I wear it, every once in a while. I guess that doesn't make sense whenever I wear it. But once in a while when I'm wearing it, someone will be like, ah, they'll get the reference. That's hilarious. I'm like, thanks. Uh, But yeah, everybody this year was, I thought was fine. I'm not necessarily a fan of everybody, but I think everybody who's in there, I could make an argument for Eminem. Mm -hmm. One, 25 years from your debut, it must, because his first real record didn't come out until 99. Yeah, so this was his... I think he got in on his first eligibility and his first ballot nomination. Right. For sure. Yeah, yeah. he did. Which, like, usually that's, like, held to, like, a really high standard. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, there's uh, only been a Metallica. handful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Guns N' Roses got Guns in Guns N' Roses. First, and then, obviously, that whole first class that they did, like, back in the 80s. Yeah. Like, with Elvis yeah. And... Yeah, he was in right off the bat, which I can see, but also, who isn't in, who should have gone before him? So many. Oh my so gosh. many, so many. I doubt Curtis Blow or is in there. He's not. I no. doubt. I doubt any of those. Uh, he is pretty bad though. I have a whole. Have list you ever of heard Curtis Blow's basketball snubs? Oh yeah, it's awful. He did have some good stuff, but basketball should exclude him from anything ever. But I do have a list of snubs too. Um, let's let's talk about some of those. Well, for, you know what? I don't have a format. Who who else was in there? Let's talk about your trip. Goddamn ADD me. <laughs> so how was it long as fuck? Because I know they're oh. way longer than what you see on TV. So we were we were inside the venue for six and a half hours. Wow. Which is in, so like doors opened at like six. The show started like right on time, surprisingly, for like a televised show that they have to like set up cameras and lights and all that. Started right at seven, ended at twelve thirty. So the actual event was five and a half hours. Wow! And I think HBO, I think they have it blocked out on their schedule as like a three and a half hour broadcast. So they have to edit two hours out of right. thing. Right, that's I have a lot. No idea, because again, you would think there would be a lot of downtime in between all the acts, and surprisingly, like it was pretty efficient. Pretty quick. Like I thought there would be a lot of like. They're doing a lot of... Well, we're used to seeing a half hour between bands. Yeah, so, yeah, like, if you go to a concert, yeah, you're used to seeing... They were all, for the most part, using the same setup. Yeah. And any sort of, like, instrument changes were happening during, like, the vid- like the pre-packaged videos that you see. Yeah. So all of that's happening then. Priest Drummer showed a cool backstage video uh, on Instagram, and it was just, oh, like, yeah. a thousand drum sets lined up. Yeah. In, in order of who's going out when, and they're just on wheels... Yeah. So one guy's done, wheel the kid out. Yeah, and so they're doing all of that like while while you're watching the video packages and the montages. And so like I don't unless they cut out whole which they might just cut out whole performances cuz each artist got three songs. Basically. By the way, is that music bed I decided to have in the background distracting? I can't hear it. Okay. Yeah. 
I decided to give it a little ambiance. I like that. All right. Um, yeah, so it's, yeah, five and a half hours. Some of the speeches are just, like, incredibly long. And yeah. you don't need to be, like, you had, like, Bruce Springsteen's lawyer got in this year, Alan Grubman. Fucking what? No one cares about the lawyer. No one. No one cares about the lawyer. If you're and big he, enough to where your fucking lawyer's <laughs> getting inducted, Jesus Christ. And, wow. and, and the speech that John Cougar gave for him, nice speech, but, like, it was probably the longest induction speech of the night. Really? And his accepted speech was probably the longest speech. So, so nobody was aware so that they might no one that. cares except the insiders. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they'll probably cut that. They'll probably cut that. Um, I've heard John Cougar. John's a prick. Like, I've heard a lot of stories how what a, just an asshole he is. But oh, yeah. I guess when you're that big, he can be. Yeah. Well, I mean. I wonder if that bass is picking up in the authority. mic from the fucking gangster driving by. Yeah, he did fight authority, and authority <laughs> always wins. Always wins. He's got a little chip on his shoulder. He's got a couple good songs. I've never been like into him, but I like like Cherry Bomb. Oh yeah, that song's great. Yeah, but like I never little need pink to hear, houses. Yeah, I never need to hear Jack and Diane again. Yeah, um, Paper and Fire was good too. Mm-hmm. Huh. The Scarecrow album's a good album. Yeah, I need to I need to go down that rabbit hole. So so the the time between bands wasn't that bad. The so time between bands wasn't that bad. Um, and, and I think it's cool that they open it up to fans. So, like, you had a good mix of, like, like you said, like, there's all the insiders, like, you know, down front, like, you know, at the yeah. tables, like, having dinner. Because when you televise it, you don't, you kind of don't realize it's in a fucking arena. It seems like a theater. Well, that's why, that's why I chose this year to go um, was because it was in a theater this year. Oh, was it? Yeah, so typically, yeah, so I think, like, last year, I think it was at, like, the, the like, um, where the Nets play. What's the Brooklyn... Uh, Barclays the Barclays Center. Center. Um, when they have it in New York, it's in like a big, you know, like Madison Square Garden. When it's in Cleveland, it's like wherever you know the Cavaliers yeah. play or whatever. But um, this year, I think they normally would do it at the Staples Center or the Crypto Arena or whatever. But, it's not the Staples um, Center anymore. No, it's Crypto dot com. Uh, the future <laughs> sucks. It's bad. I, I mean, <laughs> based on whatever Crypto's doing, I don't anticipate they'll have that name for long. But. Um, <laughs> But it was next door at the Microsoft Theater, which is essentially like, for the locals that are listening to the show, <laughs> it's like, uh, I mean, it's a, it's smaller than Eccles. Really? It was. It was small. The it was smaller than Eccles. Much smaller. Wow. Yeah, surprisingly. So that kicks ass. It was, and and the fact that like anybody could like they open the tickets to the general pub. I don't think most people because we got a lot of people ask us like, how'd you get tickets to that? And it's like, well, I was in the Commodores, and so I was being inducted this year with Lionheart. <laughs> <laughs> Most people don't know that about me. I was in the you, Commodores. You were a Commodore. I was a Commodore L- later, in, the, in like the, the seventh version after Lionel Richie's gone, and <laughs> after they did Night Shift, it was yeah, yeah it, it was state fairs. Well, I can't believe it. I'm not going to ask you numbers, but those tickets had to be. Re- ridiculous oh yeah they were so uh so your kids aren't going to college <laughs> yeah no they're not um, <laughs> um but like again like it's the type of thing that i would have paid right thousands and i did not pay thousands so um, i, I would if you would have said thousands i would have been like that sounds about and right. i do think there were tickets like um worse tickets than i had um huh that were I think up until like a few weeks before that I saw resale of like a couple hundred bucks. Like you would pay to what? go see any that you'd pay to go see Dave Matthews band. Wow. Yeah. So for me, like 
getting to see Annie Lennox, who's like an all-time like. There are certain things where I would pay whatever. Yeah. If David Gilmore was like, I'm touring, I'm like, fucking tell me where. Exactly. Peter yeah. Gabriel's touring Europe next year, and I'm kind of like, God damn it. I know. Yeah, that's when he'll never come here. At Comic-Con, I got a picture with Weird Al. It was one of those kind of moments where it's like, this is worth it. For sure. If it's somebody, yeah. I paid a stupid amount of money to get a picture with Cheech and Chong. (laughs) But I grew up, my older brothers were stoners and partiers. I grew up watching Cheech and Chong. It was worth it. Yeah. Totally worth it to me. And I'm, I'm usually the guy that makes fun of like, oh, if you have to pay to meet a celebrity, it doesn't count. Same. But Cheech and Chong is like, I'm not going to meet him anywhere else. I did the same thing. Like, I make fun of the people that go to Comic-Con. I was first in line for Henry Winkler. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to like I'm not gonna get a picture with the Fonz. Like, yeah, how the fuck else are you so going to get a picture with up? somebody like that? Yeah. And my whole life, I was like, well, not my whole life, but ever since I started comedy and started, like, meeting celebrities and getting pictures with celebrities and stuff, I was like, I have to meet one of them at least. Yeah. And then I went and saw them in Wendover, and I Googled, like, is there a meet and greet package? There's not. Son of a bitch. So beforehand, before the show, there was a T-shirt, twenty-five dollars, and then there was a little sign that said "Meet and Greet." And I don't remember what it was. It was like less than two hundred bucks, I think. Mm. I was like, "Fucking sign me up!" And I got the picture. It's in here somewhere. I don't know, but it doesn't matter. That's awesome. But yeah, so things like that, I would I would pay to go. That I didn't even know. I never even thought to look at tickets to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony because I'm just like, I'm not I'm not invited. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I listened to probably two different podcasts about the Rock and Roll Hall. I'm very <laughs> into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's just something that, like, me, since I was a kid, I've been kind of obsessed with. Me too, and I, even though it's, like, dumb, yeah, and I have so many beefs with it, yeah. and at the end of the day, it doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. literally nothing, and I'm obsessed with it. But, yeah. But I, but I knew enough that I needed to sign up as a, uh, to get, you can get a membership to the Rock, to the rock Hall, mm-hmm. which is... I guess valuable if you live in Cleveland because I think it gets you like in there, in there, like t- to go to the museum. Yeah. I've I've been there. We'll talk about. Oh, that. you have? Okay, yeah, I've, been yeah, I've never been, uh, but I I picture it like a giant hard, hard rock cafe, <laughs> with, with maybe without the, the yeah, <laughs> without the cooler wings. cooler uh, cooler shit, cooler shit in there. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's basically a really big hard rock. I'm like, oh, there's so and so's guitar, right. But uh, so I so about a about a year in advance I signed up, and then it's like fifty bucks or something for the year. Um, but I knew that that would get you priority like access to ticket sales. Okay. Um, so anybody that's thinking of you know if this is something you want to do, I would do that like go online and sign up, and then um, when tickets go on sale for next year's event. Well, I'm that person now. Yeah. I'm like, it's, yeah. and they make announcements next month or no? And yeah, per- next month December, don't they? I think so. I think in the I think in like February or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's February, February, and then and then that's when the nom that's when they announce the nominees. Right. And then I think in like March or April is when they announce the inductees. That's right. Those of you listening who doesn't who don't know how it works is twenty five years after the first album came out, they're eligible for nomination. So they'll nominate usually like what fifteen twenty mm-hmm. people in a yeah, year. Yeah, it's a big list. And then that gets narrowed down to like five or six who actually get inducted. Right. And this year, this year's class was great. It was a big class. And I think that's why it was also five and a half hours. Cause like not every, like every, every inductee doesn't always perform every year. And right. every, sometimes people are like not willing to. Yeah. Like Janet Jackson kiss came out and 
gave a speech. Oh, did she get inducted? She got inducted last year, I think. Oh, okay. And she or two years ago, whenever it was, but she didn't she didn't perform. Um, probably busted up from having a baby when she's fifty. Yeah, that doesn't probably can't walk anymore. But um and then she came out and returned the favor and inducted uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis this year, which was cool. But so were they in the actual? In, so yeah, were they was, like in the a weird? I was kind of hoping that like there would be a tribute performance. So I was kind of hoping like maybe Janet would perform. But they're actually inductees. They're them. not one of the weird. Well, no. So they got in on that si- on that musical excellence with Judas okay. Priest. That actually makes sense. So that makes sense because they're producers. Because like, they're producers. That makes total sense. But I thought, well, Judas Priest is performing. Why? Why are they not having any of like? The bands that they produce perform. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you available. go and look at their like, I mean, if you look at their catalog, oh fuck, it's insane, insane. Every every good song, every good R and B hip hop song from eighty five to ninety. Yeah, it's crazy. <coughs> they did Human by they Human did League. Human by Human League, and that's in that's in their package, which was kind of cool. But um, which they have way better ones than that too. But it's just that was kind of like. Human League had fizzled out a little bit, and I think the record company was like, we need a hit. Yeah. Don't You Want Me Baby it was your last one. That was four years ago. Right. Let's bring in Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. And that sound. And it worked. So good. But um, I forgot what I was going to say about that. But They, uh, didn't, uh, they didn't perform. Yeah, so they Jesus didn't perform. Performed. So everybody else performed, so I think that's why it ended up being such a long. Even Carly Simon, who was the only inductee that wasn't there in person, Olivia Rodrigo came out and performed like one of her songs. What the fuck did she have to do that night? Carly Simon? Yeah. Grieve the loss of her two sisters who died a couple weeks ago. God damn it. They're fucking old. (laughs) (laughs) No, it is. Her her two sisters died the same week. It was crazy. Weird. Yeah. What are you going to do? Sit home and cry in a ball? Go to the Hall of Fame. Get drunk. I, don't know, I guess. Did you know? I didn't know this, and I've probably said this on the podcast before. Uh, that Carly Simon. She also has like notorious stage fright. I don't think she would have performed anyway. Oh, uh, like, yeah. Um, this she her dad was Simon of Simon and Schuster. Yeah. yeah. So she was a rich kid. Yeah, she doesn't need to do any of this. No. 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 Yeah. Do that, then have an awesome career, then have a couple babies with James Taylor. You're fine. You're, totally. Yeah. yeah. She's. You know what? I'm not. I'm pretty much impartial to her, but mm-hmm. my favorite song of hers is that dreary ass fucking. Um, Nobody does it better. It's got terrible lyrics. Fix the toaster. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, coming around again. Coming around again. Yeah, it's from such Heartburn. a. I love that song. Melancholy, sad song, and some of the words are terrible. It's great. Fix though. the toaster. <laughs> <Yeah>. Pay the grocer. <laughs> Um, but like it's just like it sounds like a divorce. I, I don't even know if that's what I it's think, about. No, I think that's what it's about because it's in the movie. Yeah, like it's, Heartburn, which is a, a famous. Yeah, divorce. that song oh, sounds movie. like Dad left. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so she didn't perform. Did she do a Bond theme? She did a Bond theme. Yeah. Which one? Uh. Do I need to give it a goog? Because I, I watched that Bond music documentary and I remember. Carly, is it nobody Simon. does it better? I want to say I think that that's is from yeah, it's from um, a Roger Moore one, right? Yeah, nobody does it better. Yeah, which was seventy seven. Which movie that is? The Spy, the spy who, who Loved, loved Me, because she said that's a lyric in the song. Oh, is it? The Spy Who Loved Me. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She's she's super talented. She's just one of those ones just I never, never mm-hmm. really connected with. Mm-hmm. Um. So who else went? Eurythmics. That's fucking awesome that you got to see, not yeah. just Annihilatics, but the Eurythmics. Eurythmics together. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just oh, there's only two Eurythmics. She. It's cool you saw her and the other Eurythmic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And to me, she's like, I put her up there with, like, Freddie Mercury. Like, I think she's one of the greatest front people people of all time. Her voice. Yeah. Her, like, look. I mean, if you grew up in the 80s watching MTV, I mean, constantly changing her look. I mean, I think mm-hmm. she's as important as Madonna, but I don't think she gets the credit. But no, she well, she was better than Madonna. It's just Madonna was showing her tits and, and, and selling the records. Yeah. Not to say she didn't have a bunch of great songs, but Annie Lennox, yeah, she was that. And I never really, even now, I don't, I know the hits. I don't, I couldn't go deep on, on Annie Lennox or Eurythmics songs. Yeah. But what I know I like, yeah. even, even her, uh, Walking on Broken Glass. Um, oh, that solo, Diva, is an incredible solo album. I'll have to check yeah. that out. Yeah. It's from that album. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Um, no More I Love You is a great song. Yeah, she's just she's just awesome. And then to see Dave Stewart with her, that that that's... Yeah, they had the Edge induct her, which I thought was an odd choice. That was one that was a surprise. Hmm. I wasn't expecting that. Um, I would have thought it would have been like some current star that maybe that they've influenced um but it's hard to think of like what's like the modern day equivalent of saint Saint vincent maybe saint vincent yeah i think in fact i think she was in their package like there so so they so the oh in like the the video yeah so someone comes out does the induction speech and then they show like a little montage of like you know why they're so important and they have other celebrities, you know, talk about them and then, and then the band performs and then they accept their award. But how, think, how many songs they do each three. Okay. I That's think, I think then. they give them like an allotted time, like eight minutes. So if they want to do a medley and fit four or five songs. Okay. In, yeah. Um, I feel like Lionel <laughs> Richie, Dolly Parton and Eminem had more, had the most, I feel like they had more time though. That makes sense because they could get more for TV out of that. They're not going to sure. televise Judas Priest's whole right. thing. But the the people for who will sure. keep eyes on, nobody wants to watch Rob Halford for eight minutes. And whoever has the last slot, which I thought this was interesting because there were a lot of guesses around, like, who's who's going to come out first and perform first? And then who's like who's going to bookend it? Like, who's going to be last? Because that's when they do the big jam. Because that's when they do the big jam. And so whoever is, like, last, usually the, the jam is kind of built like the all-star jam is built around that, around that. artist yeah. and it's maybe one of those artists, that artist's song. And I think a lot of people are speculating it would be either Duran Duran or Lionel Richie at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause they have big pop hits that like everybody could come out and jam on. Everybody's singing. All, I would, I would love it, to have seen Rob Halford singing fucking all night long, all night long. And, and that's a great song to go out on. Cause Fiesta. everybody's up Forever. and jumping around. And that was probably honestly like the most, like spirited song where the whole place everybody was up dancing. So he did do that, that song? He did do all night long. And it was cool because Harry Belafonte, so then they also have like a early influence category. So Harry Belafonte was inducted this year as like an early influence. Is he alive? He is alive, but he's like a hundred and so he was not there. That makes but sense. They talk about like obviously like Calypso music and Caribbean music. Yeah. And then Lionel Richie comes out and does all night long and it's got all these like 
yeah calypso type which was kind of a nice little through line i don't know if that was intended but um but no so dolly closed it out which i thought was interesting I've seen the uh, everybody doing Jolene, and then right? you see, yeah. If you've seen any clips online, so then everybody comes out. I haven't seen Jolene any video. I've only seen. I've only seen. Uh, it's pretty cool. You're gonna, yeah. Uh, see I want to hear Rob Halford doing the high notes. Yeah, I'd wait and. See, I mean, you could look it up, but like wait, wait and see it on on. HBO. So it's which songs? Cool. Which songs did Duran Duran play? Obviously Rio. And no. Hungry, no. Yeah. I no, guess I Hungry was, Like the Wolf's I, bigger. I was surprised. I thought it was gonna be Rio for sure. No, I thought they had it. It wasn't the songs I would have chose. So they they opened with Girls on Film. I like that song. Not crazy about it. Um, then they did Hungry Like the Wolf. Okay. But they closed with... Wait, did that, what did you say? Then they did Hungry Like the Wolf. Like the Wolf? You're from Price. I gave you a chance to correct it, and you still went woof. I was like, oh, man, you can take the boy out of price. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and, uh, and then and they closed with the wedding song, Ordinary, Ordinary World, World, which I uh. hate. I hate that the whole period of Duran Duran. I don't hate it. It's just, meh. Yeah. It's whatever. But, like, surprise. And I thought it was strange because, like, it's got some real high notes at the end. And Simon Le Bon, hit, he was great. He yeah. He great. Have you seen the Duran Duran doc? I can't remember what it's on. It's a couple years old. I don't know. I think it's on, I'll have to find it on show. But it's really good. Like, yeah. I didn't know. When I was growing up, Duran Duran sucked. I hated them. Mm-hmm. They got short hair. They're yeah, dumb. yeah. Uh, it wasn't until I was older when I kind of grew to appreciate them. Then I watched that doc, and it was like, I have a crush on half of Duran Duran now. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Because John Taylor, I didn't realize what a, what a handsome son of a bitch. Rock. Yeah. Yeah. And then Simon LeBond, like, okay, now I get why these guys were everywhere. And Duran Duran fans are in. So I'd say the majority of, like, the fans that were there that were just, like, regular people like me, probably, like, 60% were there for Duran Duran. Like, when they really inducted, it was insane. And, like, outside the venue, like, because I had, I bought a Duran Duran shirt for the event. So I had on a Duran Duran shirt. And like random people coming up and asking to take their picture with me just because I had on a Duran Duran shirt. Wow! Like really, like you're like I'm the like drummer. Lunatics! <laughs> no one's gonna call you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. But um, yeah, so Robert Downey Jr. came out and inducted inducted them, and like the place went wow, like wild. They are one of those bands you don't realize, and I think maybe we're a little removed from it being in Utah how fucking huge they were oh yeah they but because if you go get their greatest hits download the greatest hit, you'll know every fucking song even if you're not a, a music nerd like we are oh if you've ever been to a, a target or a mall in right your life you've heard i watched this <laughs> there's this series on youtube called the charismatic voice and it's this classically trained opera chick um she's she's a musician and a singer and she's really good and uh, super pretty and all this thing. But her, her whole thing is she reacts to these songs that she's not familiar with. She must have been the most sheltered person ever because she's like, today we're going to react to Enter Sandman. And I'm like, have you never left your house? <laughs> like, how the fuck? And she's really open-minded and, like, appreciates that kind of music and stuff when she hears it. But I'm like, how have you never heard fucking Crazy Train? 
Yeah, I don't trust those React videos. Like, do you not turn on your radio when you're driving? Yeah, have you never yeah. been to the store? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or a sporting event or anything? So, okay, anyway, so Durant, now I'm, I just want to know what happened. Um, which songs did, I know Eminem did uh, the one with Steven Tyler. Yep. What's the, his song called? Sing for the Years or Sing something? Sing for the Moment. Sing for the, yeah. Yeah. Half yeah, it's interesting because I was probably least excited for Eminem. Um, that like that's not why I went. Obviously, it was from, right like, the '80s bands, but he probably had the best. Per- his performance was really. He's an. I mean, he's just an incredible performer. Right. Yeah, he's a he's great rapper. Amazing at the he's Super Bowl. In, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah he's great. and he's he's just good at what he does. Really talented. I mean, I don't need and and I saw a video of Steven Tyler come out and and I'm one I'm blown away that Steven Tyler can still sing. Yeah, not only still sing, but he can still sing well, really well. Vince Neil, there's a million older singers who can't, and I get it. Vince Neil is exceptionally bad, but Steven Tyler, it's almost like he's forty. Yeah, you see that silhouette of him coming from the side of the stage, and he's you know not lit up yet, and you. Like immediately, you know, like uh, you can just tell, like that's Steven Tyler coming because he's got the scarves hanging off, right, the, <laughs> off the the mic stand, and yeah, it hits like that's a fifty year old song. Yeah, uh, uh, shouldn't he? Yeah. Like, if anybody should be dead, him and Ozzy, Ozzy's, he's on his way, but yeah. Steven Tyler is just like, what are you doing to not age at all? And it like, doesn't look fake either. Like no, it doesn't like, look like he's all all made up nuh-uh. and stuff. And like, there's memes where he looks like everyone's lesbian aunt or whatever. <laughs> right, yeah. And I get it. He looks the grandma goofy. that has a farmer's market stand. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that'd give you weed. Yeah. Um, but if you look at like look at that video, he's got cool hair, probably all extensions look sure. But he he still moves. I saw that video and I'm like, he's the age now my grandpa was when he died. Yeah. And my grandpa died a fucking hunched over old man. Oh, yeah. He's older than both my grandparents, than both my grandfathers were when they died. Yeah. And weren't they just fucking old people? So so old. (laughs) So old. It's just bananas. And then take into consideration how hard that motherfucker lived. Still. Still still doing nightly shows in Vegas. Well, he's he's still going to rehab sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. He's, I don't know, maybe he's pickled himself. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Yeah, so he he brought out Steven Tyler. He comes out. He does Dream On, and then um, and then immediately had Ed Sheeran come out to do the Dido parts on Stan. Oh yeah, which was also just great. Like I'm not an Ed Sheeran fan, but like that was a perfect. Well, fuck was Dido busy? Yeah, I thought that was. was <laughs> What's she doing? I don't know. That's a good. It was question. probably Ed Sheeran's a huge star. That's what it was. I, I'm sure Dido sure. could have fucking made the trip. Dido's at home watching on TV. Going, yeah, going what, what the? Why? Nobody why? fucking <laughs> called right. me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that was cool. Huh. Those were probably like the biggest like surprises. Right. Um, Dave Grohl came out. I think Dave Grohl has to just be at every. Like He's the token event. rock guy for every event. Every event. Hey, we need somebody with long hair representing rock. Grohl. Yeah, so he comes out and does a guitar solo on Easy for Lionel Richie's induction, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, anybody could have played that solo, but right, it's but Grohl. And that's this cool. is, I'm going to go to something you asked last week, like what's good tone and what's bad tone. The, the solo on Easy, like yeah. Sunday morning, that's bad tone. It's really bad. But it was kind of in a day when they, they didn't really have – a knowledge of what good distortion tone is. Mm-hmm. And maybe they did that on purpose, but 
to me, that solo, which I like the actual playing, but the tone on that sounds like they recorded it through like a McDonald's speaker. Yeah. But the solo itself, I like. It's very melodic. It's up and down. It's, it's simple. I think it's a well-known solo. It's a well-known think, solo, yeah. but every time I hear it, the tone, I'm like, God, they couldn't have... That little... Whoop, that little... Yeah. Whoop, 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 they couldn't have turned the other knob or two, make that sound a little warmer. Yeah. Uh, I forget that Lionel Richie wasn't in. I mean, he's obviously in with the the Commodores. No, he's not. That was The, the of, Commodores that, aren't in? That was the controversy. Motherfucker. Is that... Is that they're inducting Lionel without the Commodores, which essentially means the Commodores are now not going. Never they're not going to get inducted. Why would they? Because as part of his package, as part of like his video, you know, tribute, it's a bunch of Commodores footage. And then he did Easy, which is, you know, a well-known Commodore song. Like they didn't think he would do any Commodore songs. E- but you know, I was Easy's not the same song as Easy Like Sunday Morning. Yeah, it is. Wait, no, I'm I'm wrong. Swami Lionel has a song easy. called "Easy," and the Commodores have a song called "Easy Like." That's why I'm e- Hold on, now I can't. That's think. that's Lionel Richie with Commodores. No, not son. Hold on, I gotta I gotta make a not prove a point, but I gotta I gotta sh- see if I'm wrong. I have been proven wrong on this pod. I only come to do this podcast to look like a fucking fool. In front of your well, listeners, that's why I'm sometimes why I'm here. Uh, Isn't that why everybody does a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so that people on the other end of the podcast can just yeah, be just like yelling at their phone as like they listen to it. In front of dozens of people. Lionel. No, not some stupid live. Maybe I'm a dumb asshole. What am I thinking? Oh, I'm thinking truly. Oh, Yo, truly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's Lionel Solo. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, easy, easy as Commodores. Yeah. But so I, he did I can easy. see that confusion though. But then he. Similar. Yeah, and a lot of Lionel's ballads have like a similar. Because every time he goes in, uh, truly, I keep waiting for ah. Uh, and, and which he wrote for Kenny Rogers. Dude, have you ever fucking heard? If if we have a female listener out there, which we don't, well, Sunny, Sunny's our female listener. Watch Teddy Pendergrass do Lady. It's on YouTube. He never released it. Watch it's Teddy just, Pendergrass do anything. I and look, I've made a couple jokes already, and I'm a straight man. I'm very comfortable in that. There's no questioning. But God damn, yeah, Teddy Pendergrass doing Lady. I could like, I don't know how anybody made it out of that thing without slipping everywhere. <laughs> Teddy Pendergrass is a fucking the shit. Yeah. Uh, so wow, I didn't know the Commodores yeah, weren't so in. Commodores are not, and honestly, like that whole night because I know you've been getting into funk lately, but like that's a category that's just been really grossly overrepresented in the rock. Concert. Totally, so, like, cool in the gang's not in. I th- um, is is I think George Clinton is. Maybe I don't know. Let maybe. me do a quick Google. Dylan, will you Google that? Yeah. Make yourself useful, Dylan. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm just over here looking cute. Uh, and uh, Yeah, so Lionel was great. Inducted by Lenny Kravitz, which was super that cool. That makes sense. I mean, just seeing Lenny Kravitz, I mean, you just feel... Is, that, is there anybody cooler? No. I don't I don't. He even, was, like, engineered in a lab. I, I don't even like his music. Like, like there's songs so of his cool. I actively hate, but every time I see him, I'm like, that's the coolest motherfucker. 
If I dressed like that, I would get put in jail. Oh, for sure. George Clinton was inducted in 1997. Oh, okay. Along with 15 other members of Parliament Funkadelic. That math that's isn't fair. adding up, is it? Yeah, yeah if you 72. go back to Funkadelic, yeah. That's... Huh. Yeah, wow, I thought so That's it was... another one that was probably first year eligible. Yeah. Or early, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of funk bands, that sh- funk-ish bands that mm-hmm. could be going in there. Yeah. Um, is Earth, Wind, and Fire in? I think so, yeah. Um, yeah. They, well, that's that's good, at least. Because there's... Oh, wait. Never mind. I was thinking of something else. Anyway, so so the other bands that performed, who did... Um, 2000, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, shit. They've been in for a minute. Who else performed? Uh, okay, so then you had... And which songs? Yeah, so then you had... Um, Pat, there's you can set things on that oh. amp behind you if you want to. Pat Benatar, Neil Giraldo, which is another interesting choice because they're put in together. Together, they're also in the. I was just telling Dylan this before he got here. It's kind of funny that in the last like ten years, Neil all of a sudden is like, "Hey, it's yeah." So like, if you go see them live, it's Pat Benatar and Neil Giraldo. It's billed as Pat Benatar, but nobody fucking thinks That's of not, that. Nobody says, hey, "Do you want to go see Neil Giraldo?" You, or, you go back to her hits, like her prime, like. You know, time that she mm-hmm. was relevant. early eighties. It was it was just Pat Bennett, and it's I get it that like pa- he wrote it. He's it was been, the he Pat Benatar band. I get it, but like that's not how nobody gives a fuck. The casual listener does not know no. who Neil Drew. And I don't is. think Pat Benatar has hardcore fans. I'm sure they're out there, but yeah. I don't. She's just one of those like, oh, I like the songs of hers either that I hear mm-hmm. on the radio. Not me. I actually don't really like her music at all. Hmm. She's. I get she's a good singer, but like, there's none of her songs that I'm like. Like none of it. Heartbreaker prob- was like a big karaoke song for me for a while. Still is. Like I if think I play she- at home, I'm gonna like jump around and sing the shit out of that. But. I think she just the radio killed her for me. Cause yeah. those six, seven songs she has that um played over and over. Fucking played to death. Yeah. So I just n- I never really gave her a chance just because, you know, yeah. Love's a battlefield to fucking hurt it. Yeah. But yeah, Neil Girolo's been trying to But if you think of like rock female rock influence. Oh, she's awesome. Oh. From an influence standpoint. For sure. I mean. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying she doesn't deserve to be in there. She yeah. sh- she actually got snubbed for a long time. She should have been in 10 years ago. Yeah. They should, though. I mean, the Rock Hall should at least, like, check with you to see if, like, do you like her? Does guy like her? I should be part of the criteria. Look, <laughs> they need to call me. <laughs> they need to call you. Like, what do you think of Pat Benatar? I were thinking think of... Pat Benatar, I'm like, ah. Fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess she deserves to get in, but mm. Dublé is on the list this year. Yes. Where do you stand? <laughs> Dirty looks are eligible. Dirty looks. Where are we going with it? <laughs> Dangerous toys. Yes, they need to be in. I actually prank called Eddie Trunk one time. Kind of. I've called into his show several times, but he he gets worked up over the fucking over the rock hall, and He's people will call just in. Too, like, yeah. Yeah, I've I've actually stopped listening to him. I was huge for a while, but now it's like we get it. He just bitches about the same three three things UFO over and over. UFO is not it. Yeah, we get it. Fucking purple. Yeah, yeah. I know. we hate tracks too. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> but I called in one time because people sometimes will call in when he's talking about the rock hall, and they'll be like, "What do you think?" And they'll name some band that's like never, you know, some no name band, and he's right. and he always just like tries to be nice, but he's also just like, I mean. I mean, three dog night is isn't in. You think, you think this band from Denver? So one time I called in and I and I uh, 
I asked him what he what does he think the chances of Saigon Kick making it in, <laughs> <laughs> and then I just like uh, I'll listen all fair. <laughs> I heard him just fucking just just. I mean, winding him up to let him just like rant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, she should be in there. What songs does she do? So she did. That was another odd choice. By the way, she, she doesn't play "Hit Me with Your Best Shot" anymore, and it's for the. It's, I mean, look like I'm the biggest like. I don't give a fuck about your guns. Like, get rid of them. I don't give a shit. But like, she doesn't play it because of gun violence, which seems shot. nobody is listening to "Hit Me with Your Best Shot" and thinking it's about literally shooting somebody. Right. Like, it's, it's, just, it's so dumb. Someone got in her ear, and she's old and clueless. She's like, I guess so. Yeah. I guess dumb. that's what I got to do. But like, no. It's dumb. No, so she didn't do that, which sucks, but she did. But instead, she does All Fired Up, which is, it's on her greatest hits. I'm familiar with the song. I'd imagine the, the casual I know it. I've heard it. Is not familiar with it. That's a weird. It was definitely towards, like, the end of her. It was, like, an 88, 89. Yeah. Um, and then she did Heartbreaker, and she, oh, and, and Love is a Battlefield, which, like. Hmm. There's, like, four more bigger songs that she could have done. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Maybe there was a reason for it. Yeah. Who knows? And then who else was who else performed? Um, um, and then uh, Priest. So then Priest performed which with their two original cool. guitarists and their two original. I don't know if they're their original drum. I, I think it is the original. It was two drummers. Their current drummer that tours with them and the one in their heyday. Their their yeah. original drummer is dead. Yeah, but that's right. Before had... that, he went to jail for some child pornography. <laughs> So, I don't think he would have been there yeah, either I think way. The rock Hall is littered with a lot of like complicated. Yeah, um, like I'm surprised they inducted Chuck Berry recently. Oh well, we'll get to the we'll get to the. Uh, oh, okay. There was a there was a special All Star Jam after the Dolly All Star Jam. That okay. Also has some you know that. whatever. What songs did it, so it was Les Binks? It was drummer. Their drummer was Les Binks and Scott Travis, the original drummer. Uh, I guess uh, Dave Holland. I want to say, could be wrong on that. Yeah, ben, so, ben Holt uh, will correct me in the comments. Shout out to Ben. Yeah. So Priest. Yeah. So they did. Um, God, what what songs? They, they had to have done. You got another thing coming. Yeah, they did. Living after midnight. Okay. You got another thing coming, and breaking the law. That makes sense. Pretty sure. Um, I, I didn't expect them to break and out. And they had uh, the coolest like stage setup, I would say. They they um wasn't it look like they were in like a burning building or something. Yeah, it was like because their whole like video package was about you know Birmingham and like the factories and like post Rob, Rob Halford fucking... was talking about how like he would literally hear them like smelting iron like mm-hmm. next door and that beat you know informed metal music and if you think about Birmingham I mean like mm-hmm. Black Sabbath and all these bands came from there so. Um, so they made the stage look like they're inside, like this, like like a factory, like a or factory, something. yeah, yeah. which is kind of cool. Um, and they were inducted by Alice Cooper, which again I don't see like the direct connection there, but I get they needed was, a name, yeah. But it was cool. I mean, he gave a good speech, and well, they're two guitar players. This is what blew me my mind because Priest's firing on very two cylinders right now with two original members: the singer and the bass player. Yeah. Um, they're two guitarists who were famous for playing each other with each other because their whole got, dueling guitar sound dueling guitar like things. Priest was famous for. Yeah. Well, they got KK got booted out, or he left, and they wouldn't have him back. And then Glenn Tipton got Parkinson's disease. Mm-hmm. So this is the first time KK has played with him in like eleven years. Mm-hmm. And then Glenn came out and played with 
Parkinson's. So it was kind of a big deal for, for those two to be on stage together. And he was, and it was great. Like, it was pretty emotional because Glenn also speaks, you know, in, in the... Is he all Michael J. Foxy or is he pretty No, normal? it's not that bad yet, but I mean, you can tell, like... But it was great. Like, he did, you know, it was heartfelt and, yeah. you know, it was cool. Well, um, he started the band. If you want to be a technical douche, Rob Halford's not an original member. They did have a singer before him, but they never did anything with him. Never made any records or anything. But that checks out with those songs. I didn't expect him to break out the Sentinel painkiller. Yeah. Or Johnny Be Good. Oh. <laughs> <From> the- <laughs> that's like, that's a scar on metal. Yeah, sure. Like the metal community talks about how shitty Judas Priest's cover of Johnny Be Good was. Though that could have been like the All-Star Jam. They could have all just came out and done Johnny be good together. Right. Including Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reference there. Um, and so then so then they did the Carly Simon tribute, whatever. I'm not an Olivia Rodrigo fan. It was fine. I think Alanis Morissette was supposed to duet with Olivia Rodrigo and she pulled out at the last minute. Yeah. So some, that would have been cool. Some sexist thing or mm-hmm. something. She was like they were they were treating I don't know. Yeah. Sexism it, on uh, at the I don't know. I she don't know wasn't super specific, but no. she was just like the rock call has a history of sexism which she's not entirely wrong but still rock music um and sarah Bareilles also sang uh, one of her songs mm. um which i like sarah i like sarah Bareilles. she has a great voice you're uh, so vain i hate that song it's yeah. probably one that got played out but i just i've never liked it yeah um who do you think it's about because there's that whole controversy of who's it about uh wasn't it isn't it rumored to be ned Beatty? <laughs> or not Ned Beatty, Warren Beatty. <laughs> I wish that'd be <laughs> Ned so Beatty. That'd be so goddamn funny. <laughs> from delivery. From de- squeal piggy. <laughs> Warren oh Beatty. Oh my god! I just gave Ned Beatty a lot of credit he didn't deserve. Let's get that rumor going. <laughs> yeah, it was get neither it of them. It was going. Ned Beatty. It wasn't <laughs> Warren. Beatty. Wasn't Warren Beatty or James Taylor? It was Ned Beatty. Oh my god, that's so plot funny. twist. Funny. And Danny DeVito. About one of those. One two. one surprise thing I didn't realize in her in her little like video package that they aired, um, you know, she has that song Anticipation. Mm-hmm. I'm anyway, one of her big hits, Anticipation. She wrote it while like literally anticipating she was waiting for a date with Cat Stevens, and he was late. And she's like, I'm gonna see it, and maybe this is just like, you know, rewriting the story or folklore. whatever. But, folklore. But she's like, I'm gonna see if I can write a song while I wait for this fucker to show up. She's like, and I sat on my bed, and she's like, and I wrote Anticipation. Dylan and I wrote a hit while up. we were waiting for you. Oh, you did? That's yeah, so we're nice. we're debuting it this weekend. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, so huh. full of Greeks, She was the Taylor Greek Swift of that, of that time. What's that? She's the Taylor Swift of that time. That's right. <laughs> Writing that's right. songs about her shitty boyfriends? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's what they were saying. That's why they were like, Alanis Morissette and Taylor Swift should come out together. Because Alanis Morissette, you know, You Ought to Know, is mm-hmm. famously about Dave Coulier. Right. And then. And then Taylor Swift has written a song about everyone. Every everybody else. That's not Dave Coulier. Uh um Yeah, so then Eurythmics came out. Um What did they do? They did uh Missionary Man. Nice. Would nice. I Lie to You? And then um Here Comes the Rain Again. They didn't Or no, do- sorry, not Here Comes the Rain Again. Sweet um, Dreams. Sweet Dreams. Sorry. Oh, I was gonna say they didn't do Sweet, no, dreams? Yeah, sweet dreams. Wow. Yeah. Um that was great. Uh, Lionel Richie was great. I mean, he's still like an incredible performer. What did he do? He did 
he did Easy. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. He did. Um, he even did Commodore songs. So the Commodores at home going, what the fuck? Yeah. And he mentioned them in his speech. He was like, I wouldn't be here without the Commodores. But still. I still think enjoy a, your studio a, apartments. It's a fuck huge faces. snub. It's a huge snub. Um, God, why am I blanking on everything else that he did? He did uh, uh, All Night Long. Yeah. Easy. There was a third. He oh, did. he opened with um, Hello. Okay. That, that song's a meme at this point. That's such a huge song. Uh, that's cool. I, I just picture the, the clay the head. The clay head. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he, I saw him on something the other day. And I was like, oh, Lionel Richie, man, that guy doesn't age. But then they like show him up close. I'm like, oh, he's pulled tight. He's got that Kenny yeah. Loggins thing going on. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Rogers. Kenny Loggins. <laughs> I know what you mean, Kenny, but I, but <laughs> Google Kenny Loggins. He's not who you remember. Okay. He is pulled nice and tight, like like his hair is in a ponytail. Uh, so then the last performer was Dolly Parton. Um, Obviously, Jolene. Yeah. Uh, so Pink inducts her, and then... Um, no, no, I don't like Pink. She's yeah. fucking everywhere. And then Sheryl Crow um, came out and did 9 to 5, 9 to 5 with the Zac Brown band, mm. which was fine. I think that was also a fill-in. I, Miley Cyrus was supposed to be there because she's literally Dolly Parton's yeah. goddaughter. And her version of Jolene is great. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I think she was supposed to sing 9 to 5, and I think for whatever reason she wasn't there. Hmm. Um and so I think Cheryl Crow was a last minute replacement. Yeah, so they do nine to five and then um Brandy Carlisle and Pink did um Code of Many Colors, which was pretty Oh, incredible. I saw a clip of that. Yeah. yeah. I mean their harmonies together were were pretty mind blowing. But then yeah, so then Dolly comes out and does this is where it's like ugh. Dolly can't Dolly goes backstage and puts on this like Rob Halford looking. Leather, I saw that like a black cat <laughs> black suit, leather cat suit thing, and she's like, "I wrote a brand new rock and roll song since I'm being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame," <laughs> and like, God bless her, but like nobody wants to hear a new Dolly. I, I mean, maybe people do. How rad would have been if it would have dropped into like a Cookie Monster growl and she drops a fucking <laughs> Meshuga song. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like fuck, <laughs> shit, yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So she came out and d- she's like, I, "I wrote this new song called Rockin'," and uh, and it was fine. Like whatever. It's a. I mean, it's Dolly. It's like she can write like a. You great can do whatever you want, melody, Dolly, but-, but like everybody just kind of like went along with it, and then and then they went into the to the to the Jolene singer. So then everybody comes back out. So was it a real song or was she just did fucking? Oh, no, it was a real. So she says she's putting together like she's like I'm gonna do a legit rock album now that I'm in the hall. Get writers. And and she said she's like, I expect all of you to like do this with me. <laughs> and I'm sure I mean she'll have no problem getting Oh no. Yeah. Um but uh if they're gonna cut a song, I mean that song could be cut. So then they do the so then they cut to the Jolene jam. Mm-hmm. And uh everybody comes back out except for I don't think Eminem did. He's like, fuck this. Yeah, what's he gonna <laughs> do? Throw, throw a here. few bars down. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that, I'm actually glad he didn't. But the coolest part actually was seeing Rob Halford 
like get so excited and like kind like he was kind of around the edge of the stage mm -hmm. and you saw him literally like fuck out kind of pushing people like to get over to Dolly to make sure that he got to like sing mm -hmm. like share a mic with her he didn't take like his own separate line like a, like Brandy did and like right but he made sure he got like on the chorus with her and right. he just looked like he was having the time of his life which I'm well, like Well it made sense how she was him. dressed. Yeah. And yeah. and how and and also I I wondered this. I wonder if Dolly is aware of one who the fuck he is. I mean she probably knew it's the singer of Judas Priest because they told her. But sure. I'm like does she know his work? Does she know how fucking important that guy is? He is metal's Dolly Parton. Yeah. Well apparently her husband who is like this mysterious figure that like has never been seen, but like yeah, apparently her husband's like a huge rock head, like just very very into hard. She's like he's always playing rock music around the house. He's so excited about this. I don't know if he's into Judas Priest. He's probably eighty years old, but yeah. Um, I mean, she definitely was sitting down front like watching their performance. Huh. She went last, so so she was aware. But I I just kind of wonder if she knows how how important he is. Like he's he's not only a a pioneer for metal music, probably the the, the black or not black Jews Priest the second most important band in heavy metal. Like I won't after even, Black Sabbath, right? Yeah, I like Judas I Priest better than Black Sabbath, but sure. they're the second most important. And he's I also think he's an underappreciated gay icon. For sure, absolutely, yeah. And that, so that's what he mentioned in his speech. I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but like he talks about that in his, his induction speech, which was pretty great. Really? Like, yeah. And he, I mean, he talks about, he talks about that. And hmm. It was cool. Cause he's talking about how like, and it's funny cause you've got the, the Jewish priest action figure behind you. Oh, oh yeah. I got two uh, of them. I got yeah. a Funko <laughs> and a, but he, uh, you know, he talks about like inclusivity and like metal is like, it's for everybody. And that was kind of like the theme of the whole night. Like if you think about like Lionel Richie, Richie was talking about how like you know he would have record executives tell him like hey your music's not black enough and he's mm -hmm. like what the fuck does that mean right he's like I'm a songwriter and that's what I am mm -hmm. right and I just thought that was really cool um, and you had a lot of artists talking about that about just you know just not being sort of stuck in your genre mm -hmm. and just being open to creativity and I think yeah like Rob Halford sort of personifies that yeah, and he he doesn't get a lot of shine. He also doesn't seek it out. He's not one of those guys that's out, you know, waving a rainbow flag everywhere and and kind of making no, he's that just in, like leather chaps. He, he, yeah, yeah, he just wears leather pants, a cop hat, and a whip. Right. He doesn't. At that point, you don't need to wave a rainbow flag. Yeah. It's like we got it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think he gets a lot of uh, uh, cred in that in that world. But who the, who am I the fucking to say that? But it was cool, like that they also got them in while they could still go out and play. Like you said, you know, like one guy's got Parkinson's and like, well shit, you know, even Rob himself, he, legs. he, he kind of stumbles out yeah. and he's not rocking out. He's just, st st he can still sing, yeah, but he's not fucking jumping off monitors. Yeah. Uh, that's fucking awesome. Let's do some snubs. Is that all the, yeah, was that all the that performers? Was, I mean, that's it for the, sh I mean, yeah, you'll get to see the show on HBO. I think it airs on the 19th, but I haven't watched any of them. I should. Any of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yeah. shows? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You should. I mean, I think they're probably all on YouTube, but you should definitely I think they're. Back. Well, they're on HBO. Or HBO Max or yeah. whatever. Yeah. They get shit. HBO pulls shit off of YouTube yeah. real quick. I mean, uh, definitely, like, if for nothing else, like, 
when George Harrison got in got inducted. Oh, yeah, that that All Star Jam with Holy Prince. Shit. Yeah, the legendary that moment. Prince guitar solo. Oh, I mean. speaking of that, before before we get to the to the snubs, I went to the museum four years ago, and they had Prince's uh, outfit that he wore during that jam, <sighs> and and it's so weird because I had never seen Prince live, but I got twelve inches away from that outfit, and, and it's probably s- tiny. You can see how small he was. He's so small. Yeah, yeah, it was fucking crazy. It looked like a little girl's outfit. And he just like. Chucks the guitar up in the air and walks off. And it no goes, where, where the fuck does it go? <laughs> like, who knows? If, 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 not if my the, problem. If you're listening to this Prince. and aren't familiar with this, look up the two, I think it was 2003 award ceremony where. I'll put the, it in the show notes. Oh, yeah. They did the. Uh, 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 while my guitar, while my guitar gently weeps. weeps. And fucking all these studs are up there. Billy Gibbons and all these awesome guitar players. Prince walks out like he fucking owns the place, dressed like a goddamn valet Parker. And just rips the fucking Rata solo, gets done, throws his guitar straight up in the air, walks away, and the guitar doesn't come down. And I think most people know this now since Prince has died, because I think there's been a lot of reflection on his career. But I would say during, like while he was alive, I don't think he ever got enough credit for how great of a guitar player he was. We, you're correct. Like I, I guitar think players a lot of talk still about think that. Of Prince is like he was a big pop star. Absolutely, he was a performer. For sure, but a fucking monster. He was a great guitar, guitar player. player. Well, he's just a great musician in yeah. general. Yeah, guitar is just kind of the easiest to show off. Like when Doves Cry and the and the Purple Rain solos, which yeah. uh, are are awesome. But some of those records, he recorded all the instruments himself, mm-hmm. um, including his first one, which is my favorite. I like. I'm that douche. Like I like his early stuff, <laughs> but like I want to be your lover is fucking. Yeah. He and he was like 19 when he recorded Same. all that. So, yeah, he's nuts. But the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Museum, yeah, it, it's a giant uh, hard rock fan. It's cool, but there are things, like, outside. Have you ever seen the footage of Johnny Cash on his tour bus, like, in the Hurt video and stuff? And all, mm-hmm. he, he made a lot of videos in his bus in, like, the 70s. Uh, that bus is there. I walked on it. I went oh, and I, I saw where shit. Johnny Cash took shits. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was pretty rad. And they got, like, a few big exhibits you wouldn't see yeah. in, a, in a hard rock, like right. like a bus or, like, a stage yeah. set up and um, then they have weird places set up, like displays for people who aren't in the Rock Hall, hmm. which is something that was weird and more current artists. Just, hmm. I don't know. But anyway, let's do some. There's some like classic snubs, and then there's some personal snubs. Okay, I like it. I like it. Well, we'll see Commodores first. They should have I didn't know that, but yeah, Commodores, final. that's a big one. Uh, a, a personal one for me, and, and I think this should be across oh, the board, is Motley Crue. They're on my list, but I knew that, that you, would, you would have that one for sure. It's fucking... I think it's deserving, though. And I, I mean, I don't... I'm not going to go see Motley Crue anytime soon. No. I think it's deserving. I, they were my favorite band growing up. But that's not why I, I have this feeling. It's just that their, their first album came out 41 years ago, so they're way more than eligible. But they were the fucking band of, of hard rock and heavy metal from 84 to 92. Well, and I think where they Land 90. where they they should get the most credit. If you think of the Rock Hall, like one of the things that they take into consideration is like influence. That's supposed to be the biggest influence, right? Right. And if you think about like what was that bridge between seventies hard rock and then what became hair metal? It's Motley Crue. Motley Crue. It's there isn't the any, first step Motley was Crue. Van Halen and exactly. then Motley Crue. After you don't that, go from, you don't go from Van Halen to Rat. There's not a direct no. through line there. Or Nilsson. 
Right. There was, well, not that Nielsen's the same as Motley Crue, but they, Crue brought it to this level and then it got diluted down. But they. Crue, like, kicked off that whole Sunset Strip. They have a fucking biopic about them. They they're and it's just the, and I don't think they've ever been they've never been nominated. Ballot. It's just the, the the snobs at the Rock Hall too cool to in to to they wore spandex and and Bon Jovi Tommy, being in before them is Jan Winter once said that insane. Bon Jovi will never get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's and I look I I like Bon Jovi I've seen Bon Jovi a number of times, but Motley Crue should be in before right. Bon Jovi. For sure. A thousand times over. But Bon Jovi was more popular. They saw, well, for a, yeah, slip, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, they were more popular. But in the 80s, as far as like 80s rock, I they have to be second. Yeah. I don't know who, who would be behind Bon Jovi. Mm, I don't know. Argue amongst yourselves, but they're fucking not in. Who's yours? Mine is... Is Iron Maiden. I mean, to yeah. me, like you said, like the the two most important metal bands are Sabbath and Priest. Iron Maiden to me is right yep. behind them. Third, no. and I and I don't even really like them. Yeah, and and I you, again, you think about like that British like new wave, British new wave metal, like new new wave of British new album. And again, like it. like Def Leppard's in. Well, there's no Def Leppard if there's not Iron Maiden. Right. So it's just it's crazy to me. It's ridiculous it, because Iron Maiden, if you think about it, never had a hit song. Run to the Hills, kinda, right? But you don't hear it on the fucking radio. Yeah, it's just a popular song. But to this day, they sell out soccer stadiums around the world. Oh my God. I don't think there's a bigger live band. Yeah, like you go down, especially like South America. Fuck, they're monstrous. It's the Beatles still. Bunch of dudes in their 60s. And if you just go off of, like, who also has their own Boeing 747? Bruce Dickens should be in just for being a badass because he flies the 747. He's a semi-pro fencer. And then he's the singer for Iron Maiden. Yeah. I think he might be a black belt in some kind of karate, too. I think they're all good soccer players, too. Yeah. Well, I think all English people are. They have to be or they'll get beat. Um, so yeah, that's a good one. Iron Maiden. Another another one for me is fucking Devo, man. Yeah. How the fuck is Devo not? Do you think about just like originality and creativity? New Wave. It's crazy. I don't think New Wave would have happened with. Well, that's arguable. Yeah. But fuck. That's huge. Huge. I think I think a lot of the world sees Devo as a one hit wonder because of Whip It. I think they've been nominated. Yeah, they've been nominated. Yeah. But they've never never made it in. Who's your next one? Um, gosh, I have so many, but um, Me too. I think again, thinking of new wave B fifty twos. That's on my list. So original, so creative. Yep. The influence. I mean, it's just even if they were just sense. going off their second wave of success, the yeah. the cosmic thing era, that was still eligible. That's still thirty three years ago. Yeah. But go back before that, and when you got like Rock Lobster, my own private Idaho, and shit like that. Well, that's another area. Like, we talked about how, like, funk has been sort of overlooked. I don't know if, like, the rock call has been able to figure out, like, what to do with, like, college radio or, like, whatever that, like, alternative, like, that 80s college radio music. Like Up until this year, they've been, I've noticed they've been doing, like, a hip nomination. Like, Mm -hmm. no, we're going to do craft work. Right, right. It's some band that you're kind of like, what? Okay. 
Yeah. Just to show, oh, yeah, we, we're cool. We're still cool. But they didn't have any of those this year. Well, what's cool is that, like, every time one of those bands gets in, they have a vote. They're not part of, like, right. the nom- there's a nominating committee, which is a little, like, cloaked in secrecy. Radio DJs, industry people. Yeah. I think the nominating committee. No, nominating committee yeah, is inside. Yeah, the nominating inside. committee is, like, yeah, it's, like, I think Questlove is but, on it. But then there's a yeah. thousand people who are eligible to vote, to vote. And that's, like, DJs, media people, anybody who's been inducted. And anybody who's been inducted. So every time they induct someone like Kraftwerk. Which I'm not saying they shouldn't be in there, but. But now they're going to have like just an interesting, different yeah. perspective. Then it's going to start talent. going to like yeah. Joy Division, mm-hmm. who aren't in. Yeah. Um, things like that, which I don't know a lot about Joy Division, but they're, I know they're groundbreaking. And, yeah. And, and, and I think you'd have to put them in with New Order. I think that would be a... I don't know how they would do that, but it seems like you would have to do like a Joy Division slash... They don't would, do that, though. No, they don't. It's not... <sighs> Yeah, and I can't think of a lot of examples like that where like a band was born out of like so another band, another band, Pearl Jam. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Uh, there's a few, but like, how successful was the right. first band? I guess. Yeah. Because Joy Division, I don't know that they were that successful. I think they became more successful later. After, oh, for sure. After New Order came, and they're like, "Oh, we came from this band. Yeah. We also have a T-shirt that everybody's gonna love in 30 years." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Love will tear us apart, and the T-shirt right. is the extent of my Joy Division knowledge. That might be all they need. Yeah. Um, whose turn is it? Yours, I think. You're, oh yeah. Um, I'm gonna name a couple that I don't really even give a shit about, but they're not in. Uh, but they probably should be. Uh, Boston and Cindy Lauper are not in. Yeah. How's Boston? And not, they'll never, they'll never get it. They'll never. Get I in. think they're done with all those seventies. Yeah, like, the, all that rock. arena rock, the classic mm-hmm. rock. I think they're they're definitely getting away from that. I can tell for Sticks, sure. Sticks will never get in. I don't think. No, I don't think Thin Lizzy will get in. Thin Lizzy might because they have some like cred, like rock cred. Yeah. Like like, yeah, maybe I don't see it. And they're also one of those bands. This has been argued too. Is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame global? Because if if that's the that case, opens up a whole other. Yeah, because like T-Rex made it in last year. But if the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was based in England, they would have been in first fucking year. For sure. Same with Thin Lizzy. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, So I'm not going to count those two as my pick. But my my pick personal, another one that's ridiculous is uh, Ozzy isn't in. So I had Ozzy solo. Yeah, Yeah, because Black Sabbath is in. There's very few artists that are in multiple times. Mm -hmm. But Ozzy, 100 percent. If you just look at his solo work. Right. He has to be in. His, his solo work was not far more successful than Black Sabbath. Sure. Maybe it wasn't as innovative and groundbreaking and maybe influential even. Yeah. But I would say it's influential because he had fucking Randy Rhodes. Do you know how many kids picked up a guitar because of Randy Rhodes? Yeah. And not because Randy Rhodes was in Quiet Right. But although Randy Rhodes is in. <laughs> he's not. He's one oh, of those. Oh, no, you're right. He was in in one of those one side One of those categories side categories. That's right. Yeah. But Ozzy's solo isn't, so that's weird. Yeah, I never thought about that, that they inducted Randy Rhodes before Ozzy. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I wonder if that was a... Um, that's interesting. But even Black Sabbath didn't get in until 10 years after they were eligible. Same with Kiss. Kiss didn't get in until a few years ago. Right. And it's because the rock and roll... The, the, the hall has a stick up their ass about successful rock music. 
Which, whatever, I don't care. I am over rock music, personally. I've heard it all. I'm Now I'm getting into, like, older, different areas that I didn't. That's weird. I don't listen to new music, but I listen to new old music. That's my thing. Now. Right, right. Um, whose turn is it? This doesn't matter. Uh, I would say... It's yours, because I, I said Ozzy. Yeah, I would... Um, we're staying on the rock theme. I think, uh, I think Soundgarden needs to be the end. Yeah. I feel like they they should have went in before Pearl Jam. And Pearl, yeah. So if you think about like you know Pearl Jam's in, Nirvana's in, like the trifecta for me, like uh, yeah, that that, Seattle, that Soundgarden has to be in. That would and be the Chris Seattle Cornell, hat trick. Chris Cornell just in general, like right. And then they have there's the perfect setup for the Rock Hall too because Chris Cornell was this huge star that everybody he's become the new Tupac where people have a picture of yeah of, like a Jim Morrison type yeah figure. like this this folk. And it's going to get even bigger as we get further away from his death. This like folk hero, you know, like like Bob Marley. You see his poster in dorms. And Tom Morello is, I think, on the nominating committee. And I think he's pretty influential. Mm-hmm. So I, he's he's how he and it's known. He's how Kiss got in finally. He oh, was like, stop being douchebags. Yeah, yeah. So I'm surprised that they haven't. You, you know, I would think that Tom would make the case for for Soundgarden and Audio Slave together. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also, that's another one. Rage isn't in. Hundred percent. Yeah. They. Uh, that that's ridiculous. Great, crazy. <laughs> and not even saying this as a fan, because I am a fan of Rage. But if you think about influence, uh, 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 groundbreaking, something new, fucking Rage. How are they not in? You st- you still go back to that first album. Nothing sounds like it. Nothing. Yeah. I'm a huge fan, but that's the only album of theirs that I like front to back. I think there's a lot of filler on the on their other two. Yeah, like that Personally. album like scared me. That's <laughs> like, what is this? It sounded so. Oh, dude, like, know your enemy comes crazy. on. I'm still fucking rocking out. <laughs> yeah, in my car. Yeah. Um, that was yeah, ridiculous. That's, that's a good one. Who's your next one? Um, moving away from rock a little bit. And then some of these, I think, call into question, like, well, what is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Like, uh, I think if Dolly Parton's in, like, Cher has to be in. I, I thought about her, and I was like, why? Because she's actually, you can go back to the Sonny and Cher stuff and laugh at it, but in the 80s, like, Turn Back Time and uh, that, what's that cheesy-ass song she had, uh, Mom, Mom, Just Like Jesse James. Yeah. That's, that's rock. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, I'm, for sure. Yeah. And believe, I guess that, but that song is fucking huge. Oh, and that introduced like a new kind of like dance music. Right. I think into auto tune. Yeah. That was the first big hit with that stupid dumb voice shit. No, Um, I think she's like one of the only artists, maybe male or female, that's had a top 10 hit in like five straight decades. Like the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and then the early 2000s. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, her and I think there's like maybe Elton John or one of those people. Yeah, maybe somebody. But who who've had? She also had the she has the record for the biggest distance between number one hits. Oh, interesting. Because like believe, and then I don't know. I think the 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 last number one she had before that was like in the seventies. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's stupid that she's not in. It's crazy. Um, I'm gonna throw down, and maybe this is bias. Because I just really like the band, but uh, uh, Megadeth. Mm-hmm. I don't see them ever getting in. 
but but in in a perfect world for metalheads. Yeah, there's so much of that metal like and like I'm going to change that like, answer would, to would, Slayer. Yeah, will will Slayer ever get in? Will Anthrax ever get in? Like will the big like like I don't, I don't think four. Megadeth or Anthrax Look, oh, I'm changing who that should be because Slayer definitely were from more influence, influence from yeah. and that's the biggest criteria they say is influence slayer look i don't expect anybody to like them yeah the, the, i know tom Araya sounds like he's yelling at his kids mm-hmm. i don't expect him to like him but influence wise those guys and motorhead should the most skinheads i've ever seen at a concert in my life was at a slayer concert yeah that checks out which was interesting because they were opening for judas priest and then as soon as rob halford walks out Fleeing for the doors. Really? Yeah. It was crazy. Do they also not know that Tom Araya is Cuban? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was wild. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, I, and it's funny. This has happened several times when I'm watching like some dock on like some backwoods clan, you know, where they're at, it's a, at a compound where it's like four trailers. You'll see Slayer posters. Sure. sure. I've, I've watched several docks on that kind of stuff. And of course there's a Slayer poster. Uh, yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a big one. Yeah. Who you got? Um, I would say, I mean, my personal fave, Kate Bush, which I, I don't think you're a fan, but I, I'm just not when familiar. I just think of like, again, influence. That's the thing I think it would be uh, on the global question because she was never huge in the States, but she's no. huge in Europe. Yeah. In fact, I think her only top 10 hit just happened this year. Yeah. Yeah. When with the Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. The, the only thing I know of her before that song was the song she did with Peter Gabriel. Right. Um, yeah. Just didn't make it to Help Her Utah. Weird. But I think she's been on the ballot before. I think she had, she's been. Last year. Was she nominated? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which kind of actually surprises me that they didn't. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if we see her next year. I think so. Because that song blew up, and now all of a sudden everybody knows who Kate Bush is. A lot of talk about her. Yeah. And yeah. I think they also think of it in the context, context of producing a show. And so, like, I, mean, I don't know how much influence that has, but that has to play into it a little bit if they're like... At the end of it, the has, Rock and Roll Hall of show Fame, we have to, it's a TV show. It's a TV show. And so, like, they're casting that show. Yeah. They're not going to put in some obscure... It's not going to be... Yeah. Kate they would Bush be stupid if they don't put Kate Bush in next New year. New York Dolls and the MC5, and it's like, who's yeah. going to watch? Yeah. MC5 are like the Susan Lucci of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> They've been nominated 10,000 times and have never made it in. Um, no, that's a good one. This, this one's going to be weird, and I could see it happening, but I could also see Never in a Million Years, and that's Sade. Oh, God, I would love that. Right? Now, if that happened, that's one. I was telling Steph, my wife, at this concert, I was like, I was like, we don't ever have to do this again. Don't worry. <laughs> she loved it. She was having fun. But I was like, I was like, don't worry. We won't, we won't ever go to this again. And I was thinking, like, I was like, well, what artists would get in that would compel me to go? Because like, George Michael's dead. He's Kate Bush isn't going to perform. Right. Um, Why wouldn't she? She just doesn't. She she's, didn't. Perf- she never performed. She's done like two major concerts, like ever. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that. Um, <clears throat> but. Um, yeah, so I'm like, you know, most artists I love are, are dead, but um, Sade, holy shit. That would be awesome. I'd get on I could see that. it happening in like, because it'll give them uh, uh, cred points, because like, or would it not? Would they see her as like a schmaltzy fucking lounge act? Or would they be like, no, this 
this is the chick who did fucking No Ordinary Love and yeah. get cool cred. Could go both ways. I'd imagine someone like Questlove recognizes their influence right. from just sort of like I, I could sort of jazzy. Very, yeah, that jazz, yeah. Latin jazz pop. Mm-hmm. I could also I could see her getting on the ballot, but never making it in. Yeah, that's that's and that's so much my of that prediction depends on Shade. who else is on the ballot, though, too. Because like going back to Kate Bush, I think Kate Bush didn't get in because you had Pat Benatar on the ballot, Carly Simon on the ballot, Dolly Parton on the ballot. Like that vote's going to get split, right? Like if yeah. you think about like if you're someone that's like if you're the only person in that like category or that lane, I think you have a better chance. Yeah. That makes sense. That checks out. Yeah. Um, who's your next one? Um, well, I have some, like, you know, going back to, like, the musical excellence or sort of, like, side categories. Oh, we're getting some I honorable mentions I, over here? Yeah, I think there's a bunch that, like, should get in that I think have had a big impact. Like, Carol Kay, who's a bass player from The Wrecking Crew. Oh, yeah. She, she, she's played bass on every fucking on song. Every, she plays guitar on La Bamba. She's she, a guitar or bass. Well, so that was interesting. She started as guitar. I knew that. Yeah. So she plays guitar on La Bamba and some like the early hits. She's playing guitar. But then like once she switched to bass, she's all over all of like Beach Boy. Uh, just all watch Pets, the wrecking. All of dog. Pet Sounds. That's Carol Kay. Uh, Herb, uh, not her, uh, Herb Alpert. <clears throat> yeah. Like those great Spanish flea and all that. That's her. Yeah. And she's she, from a music nerd point of view. She plays with a pick. Which not a lot of studio players do. Oh, that's interesting. Um, but it's because she was a guitar player at first. But yeah, she's not a household name. No, I could go. I could name twenty of these people. And still alive. And she's still alive. She just had still a birthday. Alive. I think she's eighty-two, yeah. something like that. So like, absolutely, put someone like that. In. Like that's just I, I, you, you, they have a category for it. I mean, they have this musical excellence category. Right. Put her in. Yeah, it's that's crazy. that's where David Foster belongs. That's where. Yeah, Jay Graydon, all these these Leland Sklar, all these studio cats who you don't know, but you you've heard them. Yeah, Jimmy Iovine. He oh, that was the other one that got inducted this year. Jimmy okay, Iovine got put in in that category. That makes sense. Yeah, he's huge. Yeah, uh, that's a good call. I never thought about those kind of people. I what do you think about Tool? That's on there. Yeah, I could. See, that's one where like I don't I don't listen to him, but. I mean, gosh, 30 years now running where they're still selling out arenas. arenas. And people are biting nails for the new album. Mm-hmm. I was that guy. They released their album, first album in however, 16 years or some shit in August of 19. And I was fucking pre-order. Yeah, usually a band like that, you're upset if they're playing the new stuff. Right. And that's a band and you don't give a shit of thing and wanting to hear the new stuff. Yeah, Skid Row puts out a new album like, why? Stop no it. one cares. Stop it. Yeah. But the new Tool album, and two of the songs on the new Tool album are two of my favorite Tool songs. That's crazy. I fucking love Tool. That's crazy. But they should be in, but also I think Maynard and crew would be too cool. I don't think they'd show up. Oh, really? Nah. I think a lot of bands say that. and then Until it happens. Until it happens. Yeah. Dylan's got to go. He's got to go fuck everything up. <laughs> Before he takes a shit. Hey, we got a space heater, man. <laughs> Fine. Um, so, yeah, Tool, who you got? Yeah, I could see that one for sure. Um, 
yeah, I'll go back out out of like the obscure category. I'll go. Um, uh, George Michael. Yeah. Again, it's like, well, what is rock and roll? But well, God, no, that, there's Just, there's no question on. there at all. But it, the question is, would it be him or Wham? I think it would be him solo. Right. But then, obviously, like, I think that's what they do. Like, like with like Lionel Richie, it's like we're gonna put in Lionel Richie, but like this is kind of kind of not officially, the, but like they're obviously gonna talk about like Wham in like the video montage, and maybe whoever comes out and does the tribute, like might do yeah. like Andrew Ridgely's going to have to get time off from fucking big old tires. <laughs> That's right. I still to this day don't know what the fuck his role was in when he never has to work a day in his life because he has writing credit on careless whisper, on careless which whisper. he didn't, he didn't write at all. George Michael just gave him a co-write on it because he knew no, he wrote the music. Oh, did he? I, well, I, I read I, somewhere. I read Andrew Ridgely's. Oh, uh, that's, that's probably a better, a better, it was summer. something that they wrote. Even before Wham, like pre-Wham, it was one of their first songs that they worked on. But then George took it and like went and worked made it awesome. With producers, they made it awesome, and like yeah, gave him a co-write on over it. like the sax solo. Like literally, I think they had something like twenty different like saxophonists like work hmm. on that solo. They steely danned it, huh? Yeah, it, before George was like, okay, that's the one. Yeah. But, well, fuck, is there a more recognizable sax riff yeah, it anywhere? Worked. It worked. Yeah. But yeah, that one would be cool. Yeah, George Michael, it's I forget he's dead. Because it's just like he's he's so he was so young and he'd kind of disappeared anyway. Yeah, he wasn't in Yeah, the, he wasn't, he wasn't in putting the, out music when he died. Yeah. And he's another one of those dudes. I, I think I'm coming out as gay on this podcast. Um he's you watch like the the fucking last Christmas video. You're like that son of a bitch. By the way, have you ever watched that video? Yeah. He steals Andrew Ridgely's. Well, he doesn't steal, but there's very the whole plot of the video is they go on this ski trip, mm-hmm. and in true Wham style, the chick doesn't care. The chick with Andrew Ridgely doesn't care that she's there with Andrew Ridgely, but she's got eyes for George Michael and he's got eyes for her. Yeah, it's like man, you couldn't throw Andrew Ridgely a bone on this one, even in your fake video. He's gay anyway. I know. Hmm. But yeah, he's he's great. Um, I'm going to go with a couple bands that I don't really care about, but I believe should be in. Dave Matthews Band and Jethro Tull. Oof. Neither of those are in. Which one are you oofing? Both. <laughs> <laughs> I think Dave Matthews Band is playing just like a few miles from here right now tonight. Yeah. Still selling out At arenas. Giant arenas. Yeah. It's crazy to me. I... I don't care about the band so a lot. Like I appreciate them. No, I used to love, I, I used to love Dave Matthews Band. Um, I saw him a few years. And then years. something happened. Yeah, I saw him probably three, four years ago. When the fuck was it? Um, I don't know. At Usana, and I'm a hits guy with that band. I'm like, oh, I know Gray Street, cool. Yeah. And they went, and they they were they have deep track fans. Like mm-hmm. their fans are deep track people yeah so i recognized three songs the whole night and one was a cover of sledgehammer yeah like our dave matthews band are they filling that gap for for like what the modern version of like what grateful dead, the dead fans would fish be? And like yeah. jam band shit yeah i want to go to a concert i want to just be completely stoned out of my mind and just fucking i dance. would also align it with kind of like rush fans 
Like I went and saw Rush. I feel like there's more intellectualism with Rush though than there is with Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> yes, lyrically, yes. But yeah. uh, but like they they Less have braided bracelets, more gray ponytails. Uh, yeah. But they have hits, but the fans don't care about the hits. The fans want to hear the deep tracks. That's how I compare them to yeah. Rush cuz when I saw Rush on their last tour and I'm the casual Rush fan. I know the hits. Yeah. And they're one of the bands where the fucking they're crowd... They're going to do all of 2021. Yeah, the crowd would be on their yeah. feet, losing their mind over Bitor and the Snow Dog. And I'm like, when's Tom Sawyer? Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of the same thing with Dave Matthews. They'd play a song and everybody lose their mind. I'm like, I've never heard this boring, fucking acoustic-ass, fluty shit song in my life. Yeah. Anyway, who you got? who you got next? We're almost we're almost good. Yeah. Um. Who else on the list? We talked about Joy Division, New Order. Um. I think Shaka Khan should be in, and that's another one that I think it would be. Haran Rufus is it, is it Rufus and Shaka Khan, or is it just Shaka Khan? I think. I think they did get in. You know what I think? Or maybe they got nominated. I think they've been nominated a bunch. I don't, I don't think they're in. I don't no. think it's a. Yeah, you're right. I was just they, wondering now if it's a. Because Tina Cause it was, was Rufus in Because there was Ike and Tina were in. Yeah. And then Tina got in solo. Right. But I, I don't think Rufus and Shaka Khan are in. Yeah, they, you, you're right. They got nominated. Because I remember seeing... But I think they've nominated them like both ways. I think they've nominated... I think Rufus and Shaka Khan have been nominated. And I think also just Shaka Khan has been nominated. I think they've tried to just see like which one... Which one sticks. sticks. And I don't think either one is What's in. the status on Rufus? Is he alive? Oh, I don't no. even know what he does. Isn't Rufus Tell a band? No, but isn't it Rufus a band? Is it one guy? I, I don't I know. know that. I feel like Rufus is the band. The Rufus and Shaka Khan. Yeah. That could be the case. I've just never looked into it. I'm going to name the rest of my list right now. Um, yeah, just go through the list. Did I say Pantera? Pantera. Will they ever get in? Probably not. A uh, band I f- actually strongly dislike, but think they should still be in Smiths. Um, oh, 100%. Yeah. Alice yeah. in Chains. Yep. Um, Oasis. Wu-Tang Clan. Um, Jane's Addiction. And there's a great website you could go to called Future Rock Legends that tracks all of, like, all of the snubs. Which oh, really? Great, yeah, it's a, good, it's a great reference. Should have done that. Yeah. Uh, Jane's Addiction, Pet Shop Boys. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, the biggest... Snub is fucking Weird Al. Yeah, I was yeah. Weird Al should be in the conversation. That's a big one. I understand that he's parody, but he's always done it tastefully. Mm-hmm. He's never gone like mean. He doesn't swear. Every fucking kid in the eighties loved Weird Al. He's still killing it. He just deserves to be in. I know he didn't fucking write Stairway to Heaven. Right. But even his parodies are so, and I'm sure you've noticed this too from a comic brain, so well done. For sure. So, yeah, he should well, be. Well, no, and, and if you even think about it in the context of, like, if you think about, like, introducing kids to music, but also, like, a lot of those songs that he parodied, like, how many people found out about those songs because of the parody? There were songs I remember back in the day I heard his version before sure. the real song. Yeah. I think I heard Rocky Road before mm-hmm. rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. 
I heard I lost on Jeopardy. That was one of Same. the first videos I saw yeah. on TV. Another one rides the bus. I heard that way before I heard Queen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he should be in. Yeah. Who's on your That's list? That's a good one. And he's just talented, too. We can adjust his voice to sound like the yeah. particular artist. And I've probably told this story on the podcast before. His parents were sleeping at home, and there was a, a carbon monoxide leak, and they died. He, they, what? Yeah, they died together on the same day. He was doing a show, and they told him like a couple hours before his show. He didn't cancel. Wow. Yeah. He went. Is that in the doc? No. It's not in the biopic? Yeah, no. I probably want to leave that out. But uh, I think there's a recent like Howard Stern interview or something where he talks about it. Yeah. Nick Carter just recently um, played with the Backstreet Boys the day after Aaron Carter died. He was probably like, oh, my. Oh, Aaron what? died. Fuck. What now happened? I got to fucking say something. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I think it's the exact same thing. Oh, before you get to your list, I want to give a shout out to also dead people. Um, Just in general, let's uh, do it. Who who <laughs> who died? Oh, Dan McCafferty from Nazareth, the singer of Nazareth, died yesterday. Love hurts. Love hurts. Uh, they had some good fucking songs. Yeah. Uh, most of their big hits though were covers. My White Bicycle, um, Love Hurts, uh, This Flight Tonight, which is a Joni Mitchell Joni song. Joni Mitchell song. Yeah, their yeah. Ver- I love their version. Um, and then the guitarist from Alabama, uh, Randy. Or no, not Randy. What the fuck's his name? They say it in the song. Jeff. Jeff Cook. Hmm. Anyway, Rip. This week? Same day, yeah, yesterday. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Dead MFs. Everybody's getting old. Hmm. Anyway, what's your list? Um, I don't have that many more on our list. Um, talked about Rage. Tribe Called Quest. Yes. Uh, Harry Nilsson. Ah, his work. Yeah. Go look him up. Love his stuff. Um, oh, here's one. I know you'll appreciate guy Toto. Toto's not in. Never, They'll never get in. They're never gonna get. They in. will never get in. But if you again, if you just think of I'm, everybody, just obviously Africa. But like, if they should just get in as like sidemen, as as like studio musicians, right? Each each person the, in Toto should be in individually. The fact that they're the band on Thriller. If I read a thing one time, if you calculate records sold by each member of Toto, they are the largest selling band of all time. For sure. Just because everybody in that band played on so many other successful records. But they'll never get in they'll because they were in. adult they're contemporary so, schmaltzy shit. So, they're just so hated. Yeah, for right. sure. Um, Motorhead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mariah Carey. That's it for like performers, and then I had a couple more like I, w- I want to argue Mariah Carey, but because I just sat here and I went, and then yeah. I was like, what? no. That's why. I, that's why. I, that's why I quickly moved on. That's why I said, and then we're gonna talk about. <laughs> but you're not wrong. I'm not gonna let you be smirch. Well, no, I just want to. I actually Mariah like her, Carey. but I just want to hate her because she's just the Christmas lady now. Yeah, that song's about to drop any day now. Yeah, I've already heard it. <laughs> I heard it in, in Lowe's the other day. Yeah. Ugh. So it's the tis the season. Um, we talked about Carol Kay, another like musical excellence, Mary Clayton, who, if you haven't seen 20 feet from stardom, the documentary about background singers, incredible documentary. About I started that one time and oh, I, I haven't finished. I should finish that. So Mary Clayton, she's the voice on Gimme Shelter. Like that whole. Oh, like, yeah. I, I didn't mean, know that. I fucking, you know what? I, I don't like the stones. I'll say it. But the, what I do like of them is the female harmony in Gimme Shelter. I didn't realize who that is. That crack. So like the story goes, and I think she tells us in Gimme Shelter, but like 
the Stones were in New York recording. They needed a great backup singer for that song. It's like three in the morning. They call up Mary Clayton, or they have their management. They, she doesn't even know who the Stones are. She's like, oh, wow. she's like, it's the middle of the night. I'm in curlers. She throws on like a robe, still in curlers, goes down to the studio. If you hear the isolated track from that, I think it's probably on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You can hear Mick Jagger in the background go like, whoa. Like, <laughs> he literally, it's just like, what? And it's insane. It's an one insane. of those moments like when Claire Torrey did Great Gig in the Sky, everybody in the booth was just like, what the fuck? Crazy. But she was also one of the Raylettes um, for Ray Charles. She huh. sang backing on Sweet Home Alabama. I mean, she's just. Long like, list of cred. Yeah. Um, and then Willie Nelson. I don't know, like where they should put him but like you know if dolly parton's there why, dolly parton, why shouldn't he really should be in and then early influence big mama thornton the first singer to do uh hound dog before elvis isn't she no 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 i'm thinking of uh some other big mama um what was her name mama cass no uh, loretta thorpe sister loretta thorpe oh yeah yeah who has a famous video of her playing it like across some train tracks while the crowd's on the other side of the tracks and she's just she's got this Gibson SG and she's just fucking killing it. Mm-hmm. But uh Sister Rosa Tharp. Yeah. So the one hit wonder episode I got some feedback on and it sounds like we need to do a sequel. Oh, I thought you were gonna give me like some bad like <laughs> yeah. Danny, I have some notes for you right now. <laughs> uh they said I need to get rid of Danny. I don't want to hear any more. criticism, I can't sick of that guy. Uh no, that one and then I also want to do a covers episode. So let's oh, start covers kicking around. I wanna be here for the covers. Oh, we can do fucking ten episodes on that. Yeah. Same with one hit wonders, I think. Because even even this last week I've been fuck, I forgot this no, one. Same, same. But yeah. cool. Well, uh, great. Yeah. Spread the word. If you're listening to this podcast, spread the word. It's not something I like push a lot because I'm in my mid forties and have a podcast and that's just not a listen to my, listen to me and my friends speak, (laughs) but I do want more people to discover it and listen to it because we, I like talking music with people and I like getting the feedback. Uh, yeah. Comment on it. All that internet stuff that people say. Thanks y'all.